Welcome to the Stock of the Town podcast. This is John and Karen Pendleton with Pendleton's Country Market. We live in the Kansas River Valley just outside of Lawrence, Kansas, and we've been farming together for over 40 years. Through this podcast, we want to share with you about our farm and our community. And today we're visiting with a dear friend, Stan Hurd, who has done a number of projects out here on our farm, and we thought we'd just kind of go over that today. Stan, thank you for uh, getting together with us today. This has been fun for Karen and myself working on this podcast, but uh, the title is Our Farm, Our Community, and, okay. and you're you're part of our community. So uh, I guess welcome to the podcast you, and, and, um, you, and then back to the farm. Um, I'm trying to think back. First time we met, I do believe we actually gave you a phone call and left a message on uh, voicemail and said, um, we're the Pendletons. We are thinking about a corn maze. And and it might have been a few days before you were able to make it out to the farm. But the way I remember it is we literally were standing at the edge of the cornfield. The corn was about chest high. And I might have said something to the effect of, I think we might be getting too late of a start and, and your optimistic uh, demeanor. Oh, no, I think we can do something. And uh, pretty darn quick, we started working on a project that ended up being our first corn maze. Which was the uh, the. The turtle, turtle, the turtle, turtle maze. It was called Turtle Island. Turtle Island. So Turtle Island, I had the design all laid out for Washburn to create a permanent image in Washburn. And I can't remember the details of it, but I wanted it to be, I just loved the Turtle Island idea. And I had already created some, one drawing. I may have created a new drawing for you guys. I can't remember. I think when I found out I was really going to get to do an image, I, I, you know, I usually work up an even more involved sketch. But um, I was just jonesing to do that turtle someplace. And when you guys called, and the funny thing is, when I, as I recall, you, you weren't really asking me when I came out to, you know, would you do this? You were like, how do you do something like this? And what does it cost? And, you know, you were just kind of angling to see whether I could give you information about how to do these damn things. Yeah. And, um, and then I was the one that's like, well, you know, I kind of talked myself into it and you acquiesced it at one point. But. It was corn, wasn't it? It was corn. It's yeah. a corn maze. Yeah. yeah. The corn was getting pretty tall. Actually, I think it was a little lower than you were thinking. But by the time we started, it was up to waist tall. And didn't we, did we knock that one out with a machete? I oh, golly. It, not only that, but we actually put the flags in the whirls of the corn. Yes, because right we, we is, couldn't, they yeah. couldn't see the flags well, or the grid. Couldn't put couldn't put the grid on the ground because of the corn. So we put it in the whirls of the flag. And that worked pretty good for about a week and a half. But but you're right. We um, we used machetes. And so you were going through and... and I got uh, in shape uh, that year, as I recall. <laughs> And it was hot. It was, a it hot was so again. hot. And I remember I had decided we'd worked on it long enough. In my mind, we were going to stop. We were going to quit because the corn was too tall and we just weren't going to make it. And then all of a sudden you said, well, I'm going to get an airplane and go take a look. And you w flew over it and took a picture and it came back and it was beautiful. It was all done. And 
Well, this was back in the times before digital cameras. Right. Uh, and I remember. We didn't have any drones, for sure. Well, yeah. And uh, and my memory, and, and you jumped too quickly to the front there, Karen. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so it is literally, there were, there were three of us, as I recall, chopping for six weeks, or, or maybe there were six of us. You were the one chopping, and then we were Everybody hauling the corn out. And running through, the flags were on a 40 by 40 grid. Was that it? Uh, So 20, or was it a 20 by 20? I think it was a bigger grid, yeah. And so we could count perpendicular. The rows rows? were 30 inches. So That helped a lot, by the way, that, that, that it saved our butts, really, because... The rows get had we already had a grid in the field, and we so we could use those rows as yeah. part of it. Half, half a grid, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, we would measure then going parallel to the rows, but then counted rows going going perpendicular. But one day you came walking out, and and I was right with Karen. Oh my gosh, we have spent so much time and effort. This just we, we're just not going to get it done. And you literally said, "I think we're close." And to our shock, you went to the airport north of Lawrence, rented a plane, got up there, used a regular camera back in the days of, of film. And this was when there was a one hour photo. Yep. And I think you were gone maybe three hours. And when you came back after three hours, there it was. It was 90 percent finished. Yep. And it was gorgeous because all we could see from the ground. Yeah, no, nobody. Was, yeah, I you mean, can't see. My anything. work doesn't look very good up close. <laughs> <laughs> you. you know, look at look at uh, uh, Van Gogh's work. And if you get right up to the canvas, it's just big blobs of paint. You have to get back a ways to see it. So yeah, it's the same yeah, theory. Yeah. But that was the first corn maze. And well, was- and and there's a story about that one. One day I got a telephone call. And there was a, a gal on the end of the phone, and uh, she said, uh, is your name Pendleton? I said, yes, this is Karen Pendleton. And do you have a corn maze? I said, yes, we have a corn maze. And is your corn maze named Turtle Island? I said, yes. She had seen a picture of our corn maze in the Chicago Tribune. AP had taken a picture, and it had gone all out all over. And... Uh, this was the secretary of the president of Pendleton Woolen Mills. Wow. Yeah, Do you remember, remember that? that? Yeah, absolutely. And so there's a connection, same name. We had a corn maze called Turtle Island. And, and I'll let you explain, Stan, what, what is the Indian significance of Turtle Island? Well, the, uh, you know, the Iroquois nation, and I've met with the Iroquois uh, a couple of times when I, w- I did the project in Teaneck, New Jersey, I got to go to, to meet Orin Lyons in the Iroquois. And I believe it's the Iroquois and there may be other nations that that uh, her, their origin story was that uh, Mother Turtle, when the world was flooded, uh, you know, went to the bottom of the sea and started packing mud on her back until she raised out of the water and became basically the United States, which is Turtle Island to some Native people, and I've always loved that parable of that, that story. So I that just spurred my imagination to to create images of the Turtle Island, and this is the first kind of serious manifestation of it in your field. <laughs> so what? we had um, uh, the good fortune of. Pendleton Woolen Mills saying, well, we have um, the president of the company 
would like to send you something. And so uh, a few days later, we received a woolen blanket, a uh, queen-size blanket from Pendleton Woolen Mills, wow. one of the Indian series that they do, and it was of Turtle Island. Wow. And um, I don't remember that. Oh, yeah. So not only did we receive that, but we thought we need to do something for the company. We made sure that uh, we got one of the aerial photographs that had oh, been taken from uh, for the Lawrence Journal World. We had the article about the maze that was in the Lawrence Journal world, and then a photograph of Karen and myself holding it. So we had the three photographs and had it professionally framed and mounted. I remember that, it seems And like. then packaged it up as best we could and sent it to them. And uh, heard back later, a few years, someone said that they were visiting Pendleton Woolen Mills and, and in the visitor's lobby. By golly, that was hanging. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Pendleton blankets. I mean, you know, I grew up with the knowing about the Pendleton name because I studied, you know, American history, Indian history, the first the first wayfinders, and you know, the Pendleton blankets were huge. They were in the the town of Pendleton, Oregon, is what Pendleton Woolen Mills is named after. But then also the town of Pendleton, Oregon, is named after John's second cousin, three times removed. Wow, <laughs> George Hunt Pendleton. And more than you ever wanted to know here, isn't it? <laughs> and he ran for vice president of the United States wow. against uh, Abraham Lincoln and Andrew Johnson, I think. No kidding. Obviously lost. Yeah. So that was the first corn maze. Next one, yeah. we did the uh, butterfly with the, the soybeans around it in kind of the a labyrinth type shape. And in the back of the butterfly, we had actually a butterfly garden. That was oh, that was so cool! You could, you guys, you could come out and actually see all of the beautiful butterflies walk into that cage thing. Yeah. So we had the cage, but but we had a natural garden where the butterflies, right, literally in right. the thorax of the of the maze, where butterflies were flying in and out and laying eggs and caterpillars and and did uh, we have chrysalises? Did we have the uh, the the monarch butterfly specialist come out? Oh, Chip Taylor. Chip yeah, Taylor. Dr. Taylor, uh, he'd swing by quite often. And, and uh, we had our mini, mini butterfly house that yes. was in a tent yeah. uh, right at the beginning. But uh, that was kind of the beginning of uh, what ended up being a, another feature that we had on our farm when we actually built the Butterfly Biovilla. But um, as I recall... The the green of the corn was one color. The green of the soybeans were another color. Right, it changed. Uh, that one evolved into a couple of different colors because the soybeans would have turned red and then finally yellow. Right. right. I don't know if we have photographs. And and the corn oh, the turned corn. the corn turned brown before the soybeans did. They soybeans That's were still right. green. Yeah. See, that would be a good four seasons right. uh, image if you had all the seasons. That was one of my favorites. That was, a, that was a good one. Let's see the next one. You know, the real reason that I uh, came out here the first time, I have to be honest that the corn maze thing started with a guy in Shippensburg, Pennsylvania, and he carried my book around to people to talk about the first doing the first maze in back east, which is years before this. And he reached out to me and I was like, I'm a serious artist and I'm not doing 
you know, things for people to drive by and throw their dollars at, you know, I, I, I look down my nose at it as a, as an artist, uh, the, the idea of mazes and, and, you know, trying to charge people to come on your art. And, uh, he got into a big fight with a guy in England, Fisher was his name, and they were both the, you know, the maze guys and they got into a big spat. And then I got, uh, you know, I was just divorced from it, doing my own things. I did the project in New York. But when Evan was of the age, I realized it because he was Will's buddy. I thought Evan needs to be in the country. He's a city boy. He needs to experience the countryside and what it's like to live out here. And, you know, that was the real the real impetus for me at the time. I thought I'm going to. I'm going to come out and engage in the countryside here with these guys and have Evan grow up and find out how to get on a three wheeler and learn about agriculture and, and, and the land. Yeah, that's that that's, was the real reason that I came out. And, and that's my and memory. then I fell in love with you guys. Well, of course, so. <laughs> you know, it, and it worked out so well because our kids were, you know, Evan and, and then uh, your girls. I mean, you know, yeah. just Evan was a, this Evan became a part of this family. And yeah. as as I did and Janice and all of us, yeah. you know, and, and that that was the most important thing for me. Anyway, in a very short period of time, the maze thing, which started in one maze in Shippensburg, Pennsylvania, went around the world and people are still doing it, which is really kind of bizarre in a way, I think. But now people are using GPS to make the mazes. And I can always tell a maze that was done with a GPS versus a maze that was done by an artist. Yeah, it's cookie cutter. And 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 they're beautiful. Right. They're fine, you know, but they're not... They're, they're not, not freehand. They're not they, what we did. <laughs> they, they are not pieces of art. Let's see, the Zephactinus prehistoric fish. So we, we kind of enjoyed doing themes. Well, with the butterfly, we had butterflies out there, and we really promoted the educational part of uh, the maze and talked a lot about metamorphosis and, and monarchs because monarch watches here with the Zephactinus fish. We've all seen the um, fish in a fish in the Sternberg Museum in Hayes. And I think that probably... That was a photograph I took when I first did the first carving. Right. That became the first maze or design. And And so that year we really did a lot of uh, promotion and educational projects with uh, fossils and talked about fossils in Kansas. Yeah. It's always been an engagement of education and art and fun. The very last one was the Amazing Bugs corn maze. We did a image of a bee. Um, as I recall, we also had um, the grasshopper. And a ladybug. And a ladybug as little tiny side mazes off oh, to the yeah. side, uh, in addition to the um, the no left-hand turn maze made out of straw bales and, and the, the labyrinth image that, right. that we created. And I don't know if you remember, one of the reasons we did... The bug maze, the bee maze or the bug maze, because Will was in 4-H. Yes. And he was in entomology. Right. That was one of his projects. So we were trying to find a way to get his interest into the the maze, into the part of the farm. And he did a lot of things to help promote that one. Yeah, it was fun. I just have to say, we're sitting here and I have a a, a fan. It was hot when we would do these maze yes. because we did them during the summer into the fall where now you see most mazes are done just in the fall, but we did them in the summer as well. So we would always make a, a fan with a design of the maze on them so people could follow them through the maze and find their way through. 
uh, when we had the tornado hit the farm four years ago, we had people calling us saying that they had found, <laughs> well, a wall in our garage blew out, first of all, during the tornado. And the, these fans were in a box in the in the garage. And people found these fans at the economy parking at the Kansas City Airport. Uh, some were found about 15 miles north of there and some were found 15 miles east of there. So they've traveled on their uh-huh. own. We, yeah, we they are collector's <laughs> items. We don't have as many on hand as we did at one time, but uh, we've still got uh, got a few of those fans. And the fact that that we had advertising on the fans, hand fans, uh, it was people, your marketing plan all along. Uh, yeah, 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 big spread, to blow spread it, spread this stuff, <laughs> spread it throughout. And um, I like the misting tents, though the the misting tents you guys put out there. Yeah, were it was cool. it was hot, and but the corn was thick and green and. You couldn't see through the walls, whereas mazes that are late fall now are brown and scratchy. Right. And, and You can um, see somebody 30 feet away. Yeah. And right. in, in the green ones, you couldn't. They, and it's also, what, 5 or 10 degrees hotter in a cornfield than it is outside of it, just because it, the, the, the air is not moving. Except I always Maybe found that if you were in the path— there was an airflow through the path of a maze. If you were just in a cornfield, it would true. be hotter. Yeah. But in the maze, it was actually cooler because you were in the shade of the corn. And then the, the airflow was pretty good about it. Once the corn got brown and started falling apart, then, yeah, then the sun was shining on you more and it was it was pretty hot. Yeah. And we did the corn mazes for four years and we really enjoyed it. But I think it really took a toll on our family because it was taking so much time. Yeah. Well, you guys kind of tempted to keep up with the regular Pendleton activities and do this maze. And the maze was, you were putting in 80, 90 hours a week. Oh, yeah. We would be open from eight to five during the day. Yeah. And then people would want to come to the maze in the evening. And you at just... nine o'clock, we would shut it down. And it was hard to get people out of the maze, so it took an hour to get people to leave. And we were just exhausted. And even our kids said, you know, it was fun, but it was time time, yeah, to, let's, time let's, to stop. Let's stop this rodeo. And when I say trying to get people out, there was one night that <laughs> my, you guys are laughing already. That was not my girlfriend. <laughs> so. Our daughter, Margaret, and uh, Berrigan Wilmot. Mm-hmm. Um Kevin Wilmot's son worked for us, and the two of them went in at 9, 9.30 to go get everybody out of the maze, time to... Because there was still a car in the parking lot. Yeah, we, we knew somebody was in there. <laughs> and so they were walking through the paths looking for the people, and the, the misting tent was on, and so they, they, we knew they'd been in the misting tent, and then all of a sudden there was an article of clothing over here, and there was an article of clothing over there, and... <laughs> Pretty soon, Berrigan and Margaret came upon two people <laughs> just walking through the maze, <laughs> nothing on. <laughs> wow. And I mean, this is a good advertising tool, I think. Well, there was, and, and at that point, it was like, I think we've had enough of this. <laughs> this is it. Oh, man. Well, you know, I brought out Red Dog and the, and the runners that I'd time. forgotten about and, that. And I, they allowed me to run with all of this group. And as I took off, I thought, you know, I'm like the slowest runner in the whole damn group, except 
you know, those three guys. And I get to run in and it, I almost killed myself because I had to be, you know, a macho and run and keep running. I was like, I'm not going to make it. So those of you who may not know who Red Dog is, Red Dog Gardner, he has a community workout program Don in Gardner, Lawrence. Yeah. It's just fabulous. And um, they run every morning during the summer and there's a morning session and an evening session. And just the whole community is working out together. And uh, that's who came out to yeah. run. That. They had up to, uh, I remember at one point, there were 350 people in KU Stadium. You came in for a while. I, I, I did a couple of years, and yeah. it, you'd be surprised at uh, looking at me now that I actually did. Maybe but, we uh, ought to do that again. Yeah, no, we, 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 do, we, we do. I'm, need I'm to down do to that. 169 today. <laughs> Good I, for I, you. I did two miles this morning. Good for you. Good for you. On the farm, we have a remnant of what the farm used to be, uh, the 30 by 70 silo just down the road from the asparagus field. And um, we uh, took the opportunity of having that thing positioned so you could climb up and take a picture of the ground right underneath. And uh, several times you did little small projects that it was something that went up real quick, was able to take a picture, didn't have to rent a plane. But uh, one of them that uh, did some work with 4-H kids, and uh, I don't remember the history of... It was the 100th anniversary of 4-H. 4-H. Right, right. And uh, had had some kids help uh, help make it. But uh, uh, one of my favorite ones was uh, the ad for the Neiman Marcus catalog. That was pretty crazy. My advert was... One of the four in their Christmas catalog, which famously came out every year. And uh, they would have these really, really high-end gifts that famous wealthy folks could, I don't know if you're famous, but wealthy folks could purchase. There was a robot for $2.3 million and a car that was r- real specialized that was, you know, 250000 or something. And then you could get a Stan Hurd original earthwork of your you know, your lovely wife or whomever you wanted for, I think, $150,000. So I did, you know, I I created that. And that's one of my favorite images, by the way. The image that we did of the Neiman Marcus was just a, it was a, a Navajo quilt with a black and white photograph out of the art, out of stone, of a painted horse and then a, a necklace or a... It was a concho belt, wasn't concho it? Concho belt. And I just, I look at that now and I go, that was really... I love that. And it was much, much smaller than the things I usually do. It was like 40 feet by 60 feet or something, maybe and, maybe smaller. And, and you mentioned a black and white photograph. Yeah, it, it was a black and white photograph of a paint horse laying on the uh, Indian blanket. And, and uh, it was something that, that you needed to create for the Christmas magazine, but you had to erase it quickly before somebody right discovered it with an airplane. It. Right, yeah, right. And so uh, that's it. And that really changed my work a little bit because I realized I don't have to do twenty acres. Or you know, the first images I did were one hundred and sixty acres. Uh, Satanta and uh, Will Rogers were both one hundred and sixty acres, huge images to be seen from thirty thousand feet in flyover country. And then when I got here more influenced by my mom's quilts. Uh, I started doing one acre designs or two acre designs. And, but to get to create something that was really much smaller and just realize that you put the same amount of time in the detail in one square foot that you would put into 40 square feet out in the field. And I'm still, you know, playing with that. I, I have two projects coming up. One for, uh, I'm going to get to do a portrait of Bob Dole at the Bob Dole Center. 
Oh, and uh, this summer, and also a, a picture of uh, John Brown in Osawatomie. So uh, those will both be much smaller and more aligned with the with the Neiman Marcus piece. Certainly, you've used plant material and and erasing, you know, having a field of something and erasing, and kind of like the corn mazes too, which brings back the memory of the turtle when you finished it. And you said, you know, had I done this at the beginning when the corn was two inches tall, instead of gosh, instead of six weeks, you six could do weeks, it. In three two of us six weeks, yeah. you could have done this in two days. Just mow it out with by a yourself with a lawnmower. Right. Yeah, and and instead we were hitting it with with a machete. But the thing I I remember about the Neiman Marcus one was it was not plant material. It was stones. It was pieces of gravel. It was right. changes of the um, the soil, whether it was untouched or whether it was disturbed. A lot of nuance. Mulches and, and things. So you didn't have to worry about keeping the plants alive, trying to right. work with the- It's a whole different thing, yeah. And and just, just ended up gorgeous. That was a fun one. The, uh, and that was the same location that we did one of the- uh, one of the designs for the Earthworks movie. I'm jumping ahead of myself. No, that's 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 right. Well, and I think we'll talk about that in another podcast. We're gonna we're gonna have to have another podcast because no, we have I'm way a, too around. many things to talk about here. Well, we've had fun visiting today, and I I know we're gonna have to be doing this again because we have so much more to talk to. Talk about uh, the movie we have to else. talk about the movie and some other things that we've worked with Stan on. But uh, we're gonna come to a close today and. Thank you for listening to us here on the Stock of the Town podcast. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram and check out our website, Pendleton's.com. You can donate to the Stock of the Town and help us to continue to be advertiser-free and to produce higher quality podcasts each week. Just click on the Support the Show link on wherever you listen to your podcast. As always... Thank you for supporting our podcast by telling your friends, family, and co-workers about the stock of the town as we talk about our farm and our community.